everybody and welcome to a very very special edition of the P's and Q show. It is the first annual award show. I'm Parth and I'm with my boy Q. How you doing bro? Yes sir. It's I don't want to know Mark Wilfrid Pons. You know I'm awesome brother. Awesome. Just enjoying this nice off season. Getting some scouting done. Looking into the future. Mm-hmm. Lots out there. Oh speaking of scouting finally got myself to write an article since November that uh, that'll be coming out uh, Monday first uh, mock draft I've ever done so uh, look out for that uh, you're gonna everybody's gonna think it's amazing but if you don't keep your opinions to yourself no, actually respond tell me what you would have done differently I was uh, just about but, to say yeah <laughs> you, you haven't done a mock draft and see you had somebody in your comments like bro this stinks what's <laughs> wrong with you dude <laughs> oh I'm waiting for it bro I can't wait but uh, I'm excited to get that out there uh, Everybody look through it, yeah, and uh, absolutely let me know your thoughts. And uh, Quell, I appreciate you uh, editing that as usual as well. Uh, thank you very much, brother. Um, oh, but uh, let's do it, dude. I mean, so Quell had the idea for an award show. We were just kind of talking about what are we going to do this off season? You know, like so many different directions we can go. We want to have some cool guests on, but you know, something to kind of recap the season, bring it all together. And I think we've had. Mm-hmm some time to just, you know, let it sink in, you know, think about the season a little bit. And I think it's time to, to get down to these awards. And, you know, I got to say everybody like what Quell comes up with these names and these like creative things very easily. And he kills it with them every time. So all these names, it is all credit to Quell. He killed it with these, but, uh, but let's get to it, bro. <laughs> so, uh, yes, sir. So why don't you, why don't you as you Welcome to the first annual P's and Q's award show. It is I, Marquel Fripp Owens. I'm with my partner, Parth Shula. Parth, would you like to introduce the first award? And I should give the nominees. Absolutely. Uh, so we got your, you caught that, John? That is the best catch of the year. So I mean, actually, why don't you tell me your nominee, and then I'll and then I'll tell you mine, and then uh, whoever asks the question will uh, will tell their nominee after. So, I mean, it was a few that actually deserve credit for this. I mean, you could always take it back to Week One of the season against the Atlanta Falcons when Jalen Hurst threw that absolute dot down in the red zone in the end zone to Dallas Goddard, and you looked up like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. he caught that." He could. Yeah. He really could. That was that was actually beautiful. But I feel like there's, there's only one true catch that should come away with this award on the season. And you know, you got to give it to the young fella climbing mm-hmm. the ladder against Pat Sertan against yeah. the Eagles against the Broncos. Devonta Smith went up and get it. Jalen Hurst trusted him, gave his guy a chance. We've been asking mm-hmm. him to do that all year long, man. Just throw it up, give your guy a chance, and boy, did it pay off. That was Devonta, awesome. man, special kid, special kid. I mean, I seen somebody, my guys over there at the uh, Field Eagles Nation, I seen they put a poll out there. It was like, 
list one eagle's opinion that I have you like this. And it was the photo with all the swords to the guys. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm standing on this. And somebody said, Devonta Smith is not a superstar wide receiver. I mean, I get where you're coming from. Maybe he ain't eclipsed superstar status yet, but if you don't think superstar, I mean, it's in his future. I mean, the rain, uh, the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver, the last one to do that since, who was it, Desmond Howard? And that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, it's hating for likes. I mean, it's like, you know, they knew they were going to get likes off of it. He's not, nobody's saying, I don't think there's been a single person who said Devontae Smith is a superstar wide receiver. Everybody's been very happy with the progress that he's made and that we have a number one receiver in Philly. But I don't think anybody's saying he's already better than like Devontae Adams. Like no, nobody's saying that. No, I, like he has that potential, but nobody's nobody's saying that at, the, at this point. But yeah, I saw I saw that as well. That was my that, that was one of my nominees as well. But the other one that I actually ended up going with wasn't a touchdown. It was against the Saints um, with Dallas Goddard. It's, it's just like, it was, it was a small pattern. I mean, he's just kind of, it, it might've been a, a flat or, you know, just like a, a short out, but it was the one where he just kept juggling it. And, uh, and he ended up just catching it with his fingertips in the end. Mm-hmm. And, and he ended up just kind of getting some yak like that. Dallas is such a interesting case because he makes some of these phenomenal catches. It's like, the, they're crazy. I'm like, how did you just do that? And then he will have some of the, most mind-boggling drops in the world you're like dude the ball hit you in the hands and you just started running that's but, because dallas is a monster y'all have to catch gas so it's, mm-hmm. i'm He's pretty thinking sure about certain it. times where you like yeah ball coming my way who about to get ran over next you got to catch the ball first exactly when dallas focuses on that catch there's nothing he can't catch like actually drops mm-hmm. that's all it is that's all it is but uh so then, so 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 we got to choose a winner. Who, who do, you, do you think we should choose a winner? Or do we let do we let the uh, do we let the fans decide and put up some polls? We can choose who we think are the winners, but we can also get a fan some polls. Yeah. Let you guys Let's get involved, it. man. Then tell us who you think should be the catch of the year for the Philadelphia Eagles or some of these other awards as we get to them. Right. I mean, it, I would personally think. I mean, wow. Clearly, Dallas Garden is out here doing this thing because he made both our honorable mentions. I, I feel like at this point, you got to give it to Devonta Smith yeah. because that was the one play that was on both our lists. I yep. mean, and it was a touchdown. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It's such just a and trail it was in the sideline. Way to big be able to stay too. and bounce, man. It, it was the momentum, everything. Mm-hmm. It changed the game, that catch. Broke it wide open. That was That was awesome. I mean, what a home run of a pick. We killed it with that one. Thank you, Howie. Can't wait to see exactly what he does in the future. For real. Now he's going to have an offseason after a year in the NFL. Like, I mean, it's just, it's only up from here, especially with that dude's work ethic. But, uh, but, but, uh, so do you have anything else to say about that or should we, should we move on to the next one? Uh, we can move on to the next one. The only thing to say about that is leave Howie Roseman alone. That was a great selection. Yeah. Last draft, he, he killed it. Not eight out of nine players have had significant tick this year. Going into our next, uh, into our into our next uh, award, you want to read this one, bro? Hmm. So, what would this one be? Is this one going to be the that boy nice? Yes, sir. Mm, yes, sir. That boy nice. That that boy real nice. 
you yeah. know, sometimes out here you got the analytic watchers to, to, to tell <laughs> you exactly why Nikola Jokic should be. Dude, his Raptor score is so high. His LeBron, dude, it's it's so high, dude. You have to trust <laughs> it. No, but sometimes you just watch it. You you got eyes. We all got eyes, man. Sometimes you watch that the game nice. and you just know that kid right there, man. <laughs> yup, exactly. So just, I guess this is ex- our version of the rookie of the year in Philadelphia. Um, you want to lay off some of your nominees, Parf? Uh, yeah. I mean, so we got great play out of like I just said most of the rookies this year um I think the top three picks were probably the most uh impactful if you uh if you're just kind of looking right now you could look at Zach um Zach sorry at one point but I think for me it had to come down to Devontae Landon or uh Milton Williams with with Devontae I mean he just absolutely phenomenal season like I said first time we've had a number one wide receiver in and God knows how long we've been a, a su- long-standing suffering fan base with uh, with with all these uh, receivers that we've had to deal with. So it's nice to have that guy. Um, wish we could have gotten a little bit more. We we got great impact out of him, but you know we didn't get to see his you know full ability because we were in a run-centric offense this year. Um, who which leads me to our next guy. <clears throat> I mean, we had the number one rushing attack in the NFL, um, and a lot of that was due to the left side of our offensive line. I mean, if you if you look at it, it's ridiculous. They are just two behemoths of, of human beings standing next to each other, Jordan Mailata and Landon Dickerson. I mean, Landon Dickerson is Kobe's height, but 330 pounds. Like just just think about that. He's six foot six, 330 pounds. And he's moving around, pulling and smacking dudes. He had he had the third best run block win rate amongst NFL guards overall at 75%. So he's coming in a rookie and, and just dominating at this level. Um, I think it's just absolutely unreal and, and, and a home run pick by Howie. Um, I, I personally just wasn't fully sure about it. There were a lot of guys like JOK, you know, um, that, that, that would have been cool to get there, but I think I think uh, the Dickerson pick has really solidified us in the trenches, especially with Brandon Brooks retiring um it's just it's gonna allow us to vault ourselves into the next generation of eagles but still have you know what we consider to be important still be strong and and uh you know the strength of our team Uh, so that left side of the o-line is uh is not going anywhere for a while and uh they they're going to be one of the they're going to be the best in the nfl if uh if if they aren't already up there already um and then uh and then like i said the last one was just milton williams i mean we six foot three, two ninety, and he's out here playing D tackle and uh, and and DN and doing whatever he needed to along the D line. We had injuries, um, you know. We had we had BG go down. Uh, we had we had games where you know Fletch needed a break, Hargrave needed a break, and and Milton Williams was able to do a little bit of everything. And uh, and I think that was really valuable throughout the year. He showed a lot of growth. And uh, I mean, if he continues at this rate, I mean, he has he has a tons of potential. But uh, those are my top three I guess tons of potential man I, I actually agree with you actually see this one's probably gonna be a little harder for us folks because I also got three guys for myself two of which were on par list so we're going to have to probably make a decision at some point but of course number one being the first 
picking the draft, Devonta Smith. Gotta gotta give credit where credit is due. I mean, we touched on him a little bit in the previous segment, but he was everything you could have wanted and more in a wide receiver selection. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been almost begging for <laughs> high quality wide receiver. And I mean, you see some of the, like, even the fact that he was able to, bre- to break the Eagles rookie record in yards, you got people complaining that he didn't go over 1K in yards where I, I can almost guarantee if we play offense the way that Sirianni wanted to play offense headed into the year, he would have easily won over 1K. But I mean, hard to go over a thousand yards when you blocking mm-hmm. and even there, he phenomenal there like just so willing like, a team guy man like just date back to the video of him talking to slay on the sideline with slay like i'm trying to get out there i'm trying to run some routes he's like hell nah yo ass we blocking today we blocking <laughs> you hear me so, Love it. like just little stuff like that investing into the betterment of the team want to see not only himself but all of his guys win man like I, the sky's the limit for him, man. It's only up from here. I'm excited to see exactly where he goes from mm-hmm. here. But of course, number two, as you just touched on, Langdon Dickerson. I mean, what can you say, man? It started rough, but once he settled in, he settled in. And I mean, that was to be expected. And you talking about a player who was coming off of ACL today that many were even surprised that he was playing when he was playing like. We like, dang, Lane and playing, he he in uniform, he ready to go. Let's mm-hmm. go. Like, whatever he can give us at this point is awesome because he shouldn't even be playing. Like, he literally tore his ACL in January, and he was playing football by, what was that, October, November? Yeah. So that's, that's just awesome to see, man, awesome to see. But, I mean, like I said many times during the course of the season, when you're watching a team for 17 games, Sometimes all the stuff that you said prior gets lost in the shuffle. So at this point, you're just trying to see a team do better and all that stuff. So when he was playing, like when you watch the game against Dallas, where he had some good stuff, but he also had some difficult moments where it was like, okay, Landon, I can see you getting your feet settled in under you. I can see why mm-hmm. some people would be unhappy. But again, like I said, we got to remember big picture. Exactly. But as you sit in and look at the big picture with Landon Dickerson, man, home run hit. And I mean, me personally, that was a guy that I viewed as a, a potential top 10 player in last yeah. draft. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, you got to have the same <laughs> conversation. Y'all gonna, I, I apologize for the delay on the big board. I actually had to make some changes to it. But again, should be out quite soon. But even something that you're going to see me touch on on there where about Tyler Lindenbaum, where Tyler Linderbaum is ranked pretty highly on my draft board and probably in many other teams' draft boards, but then you get into the conversation of positional value and schematic differences and, sh- and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's pretty hard to say that you're getting a top 10 player out of a center. But I was actually talking to Chris on the timeline earlier this week, and I was letting them know how that was the thing about Langdon. That's what made it so beautiful is because Langdon is more than a center, man. Like, many don't know, Langdon started his career at Florida State as a left tackle. Like, he was mm-hmm. a five-star left <clears throat> tackle coming out of high school. Like, expected to be really good. Langdon has experience at, literally at every position across yeah. the offensive line. Left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, center. And he he made the transition when he went to Alabama to play center full-time because, I mean, when you see the list of guys that they got coming out of Alabama in, the, in terms of the tackles, I mean, 
hell, Evan Neal, who played left tackle this year, had to play right tackle last year because they had two other offensive linemen that were dominant. But mm-hmm. must yeah, be nice. It just goes to show. Yeah, I'm about to say just goes to show the the bloodline they got going down over there, at Alabama. But embarrassment. When you of look at exactly, but when you look at <laughs> Linda Ball, I'm not Linda Ball. When you look at Dickerson playing center, still, I mean, like I said, top ten player in that class. I, I was looking at an interview actually, where I think it was Thomas Booker. He had the chance to talk to Brett Coleman, and he had actually brought up. Lynn uh, Dickerson and some of the stuff he was doing last year. And he, he literally called him the Patrick Mahomes of centers, brother. Like, oh. he was sitting here, like, you know how most centers, like, they give – that's the whole thing with people in the interior line, like the nose tackles, the D tackles, the ends, all that. So he's been like, talking about him as a center? Times. Yeah, he was talking <laughs> about him as a center. And he was saying how, how most, like, from the opposite side of the ball, most centers – give you a clue or something that lets you know that they about to snap the ball or they look up or they squat their butt down or they turn the ball a certain way or something. Like, but Dickerson, he was so different. He'd be out here looking around, examining the field, like he trying to get the protection set up and then the ball just snapped. And he like, no look, snaps. Like, what is, what is this? You don't see this everywhere. So, like, again, Langdon Dickerson is a very talented guy, very talented, home run selection by Howie, quite possibly. And, I mean, again, not a knock on Devonta Smith because Devonta Smith is awesome. Uh, clearly, he's number one person I named now, but might be the best pick of that draft, Landon Dickerson, because, I mean, we know Howie and his little Devonta. ass have to build through the trenches, positional value, all the stuff like that. Like, Totally. He could literally totally fit agree, him bro. anywhere. But the last player I bring up probably – a surprise for many, but Kenneth Gainwell, man. Ooh, yeah. Did you know, fun fact, that Kenneth Gainwell actually finished second down rushing touchdowns for rookie running backs behind Najee Harris. Najee had 10. Kenneth had seven. And I'm just sitting here like, damn, Kenneth can get in the end zone seven times, but Miles Sanders can't get one touchdown. This is crazy. It's crazy, but, bro. He didn't even play that much at the end of the year, too. Exactly. His playing so time just, like really diminished. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really efficient. Wow. Mm-hmm. He was on a roll for like a little bit there in the, in the season for sure. Yeah. I think he had like a fumble or something that happened, and he just lost his carries after that. Yep. Like, yeah, I earned it back. That's tough, man. I don't know. Um, I think I think if it comes to the winner, I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious who who the uh, the the uh the nicest was was this year i think it i think it's i think it's got to be a uh, big dick landon dickerson <laughs> <laughs> yeah man clearly clearly i mean just look at the way we both went into detail discussing them yeah and it's crazy because when i named the award i went into it thinking like man devonta smith about to walk away with a bunch of trophies but the more that I sat and thought about it and the more we discussed it, it's like Landon Dickerson was huge for this team this year. And the mm-hmm. fact that, like I said, that he was coming off the ACL tear that you really didn't expect yeah. to get much out of him. And he turns out being just a general stud and a, a pillar for the left side of the offensive line, possibly for years to come. Yeah. Like you couldn't have asked for anything more out of that That's selection. That was huge. 
absolutely dude i mean and i mean just as an aside like the recovery time from injuries now is nuts like cam makers in the super bowl like eight months after training his achilles like it should oh be like goodness, an man. injury ender bro i mean it's, it, it's yeah just, man it's a crazy career used to be finished after that never was the same player again and same for acl tears a little further back it just goes in to show you how far medicine and science have come, man. Wish Kobe got that got that surgery that Akers got, man. Nah, Who knows man, how it might have been a little wrapped up for Kobe, man. It was at the point where his, his body was like, look, Kobe. He went so hard it up, for man. so long, bro. <laughs> it's like you like Brandon Brooks said during his retirement ceremony, man. He was like, I mean, you want to keep playing, but your body's sitting here like you're not going to listen to me, like, at all? I just wanted no him to point. go out on top, bro. You know, like, I mean, his last game was 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 unreal. But, like, if that last game had been a playoff game, that would have been awesome. That's what I wanted. Oh, man. That would have been greedy. Greedy. But anyways, back to, back, to, back to football, guys. Back to football. So, I guess Long I will. Coat. Right. Yes, sir. 24. So, the uh, next award is uh, named after our uh, company. The Philly Blitz of the Year. Obviously, the best blitz concept of the year. With JG, kind of a unique situation. It took a while. Yeah. It took a, a long while, time. <laughs> like, a long time. Like, I was searching. I was yeah. searching high and far and up and down. And I'm like, dang, I came up with this beautiful award with this cool name. And dang. are there even any nominees? But we it's, eventually found some. Yeah. Slim Pickens. But when he did, when he actually got into his bag, He's got like a lot of interesting oh, stuff man. in there, man. He's got a lot of interesting. Yes, I'll does. let you get into it, bro. Why don't you why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Get into it a little yes, bit. Yes, he does. Well, I guess I can get into the one that was more so like the simplest one to me from an aspect. I mean, not simple because again, it qualified for the award, but still, mm, just getting into a bag and showing you what you could do. It was third and long versus Washington. I think it was the first game when we was in FedEx Field. So mm-hmm. I mean, take it or leave, but they were certainly missing a few players, especially along the offensive line. But when you, as we just discussed, go through the non-blitz of the season, like I think we had the, the be the least blitzing team in all of the league. I know we were when I looked to it when we played Tampa early in the season. Um, yeah, I'm we were pretty sure. If, if we weren't at the bottom, we were probably like, near it probably like bottom three at 28 least. or so yeah, yeah there's there's no way 28 I mean, all 29 we were asking or so for was just blitz please that's i mean that's everybody every week just please blitz he's got up something somehow but i mean <laughs> in this game against washington he did he showed pressure to the weak yeah. side he forced washington to have to slide their protection over to the weak side which was the purpose of it like it, it looked like a bit of an overload on the weak side Mm-hmm. But the whole purpose of it was not all them guys from the weak side was coming. Only two of them instead of three of them. But because that that's where the overload was from, your protection got to shift it that way to be sure to keep your quarterback safe. Just left just enough space for T.J. Edwards come right through the middle, create himself some havoc. And, I mean, it sucks because T.J. didn't quite get the sack on this play, man. But what he mm-hmm. did on this play was mm-hmm. – he took away the step-up room. Like, there was nowhere for Heineke to step up. Nowhere for – oh, no, not not Heineke. Who was the quarterback that day? It wasn't him? 
No, no. It was um I wanna say Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, I, why do I not remember? What? I'm pretty sure it was Garrett Gilbert. I, it was Gilbert, you're right. right. It, it was Gilbert. Yeah. But, I mean, left him literally no room to step up in a pocket, basically textbook, where mm-hmm. basically the edges, he, it was nowhere to go. Fletcher Cox, they played Fletcher Cox on the edge in this play. And then, of course, on the other side, you got Derek Barnett just – he walked them right into him as they ran their L's that you're supposed to do as a defensive end. Now all you had to do was run that L and you had a straight path to the quarterback. So it was nowhere for him to go unless he was going backwards. It was beautiful, great execution. Mm-hmm. So it gets you excited to see. But then you got my favorite one of the year, which was actually on a third and 11 versus New Orleans. And boy, 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 boy. Is, is this the one with the one take? Four, three? Mm-hmm. You took Both mine. The, the, <laughs> the, the base 4-3, between that base 4-3 and the nickel, man, we lived and died out there this year. And we said, I know I said often and looked at myself like, dang, I wish we had another back so we could fit some dime in here. Mm-hmm. But somehow, some reason, he started playing some dime. Like, I'm looking, I paused and rewind and paused and rewind. I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm like, this dime, like I'm counting the defensive back. I'm like, that's six DBs. Mm-hmm. This is a dime look. Why we, since when we start playing dime? Whoa. And here we got the, the double nickel blitz, both the nickel cornerbacks it coming off the edge. Awesome, dude. Yes, yes. and I, the twist. Like you said, awesome. It was mm-hmm. like, dude, I, you texted me about it. And so I, I just I found like this this whole thread of Eagles blitzes throughout the year, but it didn't have down and distance so you'd put the down and distance i didn't realize that we were thinking about the exact same play yeah dude i mean i think okay well i mean this is this is my winner did you have did you have another one you wanted to cover Mm-mm, that was probably yeah. gonna be my winner guy i, I, I really was winner, excited bro. to see that it was, man it was play so time, cool. bro yeah bro because i saw avante coming off the edge and i was like oh okay cool and then i look at the other side and i was like oh there's f's coming down too like double pressure mm-hmm. on the outside then you have two stunts and you have Singleton coming down too. I think Singleton mm-hmm. hits like the the B gap. I mean, dude. I mean, you see it on paper, but the timing and everything was there. Avante en- ends up just like hitting him and, and forces a bad ball. But I mean, the the timing that you know, if you haven't played football in the past, the timing that you need to have on stunts in between defensive linemen is really tough to do. You want to come across the other guy's mm-hmm. butt, but you don't want to go too far up or 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 hit the guy and mess up his path. And I mean. If you can, if you can see the play, we'll tweet out the play. But when you see it, it's it's just like masterful the way that they are like you know able to get right around each other and and just go right after them. I mean, they had that offensive line at hell, bro. That's 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 what I expect out of the defense next year, honestly. Especially if we can get some help at linebacker, I think we see a lot more. And, and at safety, I think we see a lot more of this kind of thing. You know, just we see Gannon get into get in his bag a little bit more. There's got to be a reason that everybody wants him as a head coach. It can't be because he runs base defense for five weeks into the year. <laughs> I know? mean, I think a little bit of that ties into his connections across the league. I mean, oh, yeah, I know absolutely. he had some running with Nick Costello, Nick Costello who, mm-hmm. who, who with the Texans. I know yeah. he had some work with Patton of the Broncos. So, No doubt, no doubt. But uh, in, in terms of just like from, from, a, from a coaching perspective, like there has to be, there has to be something, you know, um, 
especially considering the guys that he's learned under. I mean, Zimmer and his blitz packages are are legendary. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure I'm sure he he picked something up via osmosis. <laughs> but uh, so then I, I guess I'm just saying I guess, the day he showed me some double A gap, I'm going crazy. He showed me some double A gap pressure. I'm like, yeah, we have a vibe, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. This is Pete Gannon. Oh my God, Petey. Anyways, so you wanna you wanna you wanna introduce this next one? Yeah. Not so, our favorite. Yeah. But I mean, but name it, it might be our favorite because right. I was <laughs> But this one is probably concerning player, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. But you know, sometimes you you got plays where you like, man, that guy that that the football IQ just jumped off the page, or you can tell you dealing with a really smart player. And mm-hmm. then you got those times where you like, dude, what? Man. You were not on your P's and Q's, bro. Nope. Not on your P's and Q's. Got to mind them. <laughs> so, drop off your nominees today, Park? I mean, for, for this award, I – there's a couple guys, but uh, for this year, I think I think my, my nominee is just – it's got to be Rager. I mean, he had, he had an opportunity this year um, – with all the momentum coming into camp, all the, the videos, uh, dot team, you know, all, all these things, he had the opportunities and he just could not execute out there. I mean, it started, um, what game was it, man? Uh, he got a force out of bounds on the, uh, on the go. Oh, was that San Fran or was that Atlanta? No, I think that was San Fran. <laughs> I think it was San Fran as well. Yeah. And I mean, it's just heartbreaking. It's like, dude, you're like right there. You almost got it. And, I thought that might be like a, a turning point for the positive and it only went downhill from there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's had these issues. He has the issues with, you know, seeing the field correctly, whatever. But then his dad is getting on the internet talking about my son's not getting the same targets as Quez and Devante and all this. And so then the next week they gave him targets. This is the week before the giants game. The next week we give him targets Give him multiple targets. Give him, yeah. yeah, right before the Giants game, bro. Crucial targets, and he dropped two massive passes to lose the game. He dropped a touchdown and another possible touchdown. Like, I mean, talk about shrinking in the moment, man. And I'm not trying to just you know go after yeah, a guy. The Giants game. Yeah, it's just you gotta you gotta do better, man. You know, and uh, and he just he was he was he's not doing enough. And, uh, and like I said, I always say three-year rule for receivers. He's got this year to figure it out, but time is running out, man. He's just, he's got to be my most concerning player. He was definitely not on his P's and Q's. Not at all. Oh, man. See, it's going to be a hard argument, but I like to think I'd be able to beat that because mm-hmm. while Jalen Rager was terrible, there is only one man in this universe that you can go to that will be worse than Jalen Rager. And his name, ladies and gentlemen, is Derek Barnett. <laughs> boy, 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 boy. You know that Eagles fan. 
Oh my goodness, man, don't remind me. You know that chant against where's Dallas? We were like, we want Dallas. Dallas, you suck. We hate you. Just just cut off the we want Dallas part for a second. There was a point in time during the season where every time, every time, and I know it was every time, because even coach, it was literally a scene on the sideline, a coach mouthing, it's always him. I know it wasn't just me thinking it. I know it wasn't just you thinking it or anybody else that's listening to this. It was always him. They was not tripping. And all I could think of was sitting here like, Derek, you suck. We hate you. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Like, I get it. I I get it. You're ecstatic. You want to make a play. Trying to make a difference. Be aggressive. Team didn't pick up your fifth year option. I mean, you wasn't you weren't doing this before the fifth year option, so it doesn't really matter. He always just kind of had the issue, though, bro. I mean, he always. I mean, reps have been just looking at him for a while now. He's he just has a reputation as a dirty player. I mean, that's just that's what it's come down to. And so, even times like even times where it's not even necessarily his fault, sometimes he'll get pushed into a guy. Yes, that he's going to get called. In the playoffs. Yep, exactly. That one for exactly. Tom Brady in the playoffs was straight exactly. BS. I, that exactly. was the one time I defended him to the death. Me too. Because that's, that, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. That was terrible. But if you have a reputation, they're going to lean against you every single time. That's just that's mm-hmm. how it's going to work, and it's what he's done for himself. But, yeah, go on, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he like you say, he's just definitely done himself no favors. He's made a career out of this, whether it be the the, the stupid personal foul. Like I just think back to the game against Green Bay, where I'm like, bro, what oh are you God, doing? Dude. Like, stop it, stop it. Oh my goodness, man! It's like you got to give them the chances because you know the things about first round picks. I mean, they got longer leashes than everyone else. And I mean, clearly the talent is there, man. I'm, I I just made the joke that you suck, but he doesn't suck, man. He like a pass rusher. He's solid against the run. Like, he's okay. He just makes bonehead decisions at bonehead yeah. time. And it's always at the worst time, the worst possible time. It's crazy, dude. He has the worst time. He makes us lose momentum every single time. And, and the thing is, like, it's kind of messed up to say, but you can be kind of a dirty player if you're really good. Ndamukong and Sue was dirty for years. I mean, he was stepping on dudes, whatever, but he was dominant. He could, he could, he could, for lack of a better term, he could get away with it. He made up for it with his play. Derek is not enough of a defensive plus to make up for the negative that he brings about on the team. I mean, we're, we're getting stops, and then he goes and hits the quarterback, and it's 15 yards. And it's like, dude, it's third down. What are you doing? <laughs> like, Joe, I get it. They say, go out there, pin your ears back, Derek, and go get that quarterback. Bro, you got to have some awareness. Exactly. Understand what is going on. That's I wonder what his awareness is. Got to be like 63. I'm saying, bro, breathe out his whole overall. <laughs> Math from 63rd. So he got to be 63. <laughs> Not from 63rd. <laughs> like, yo, it's just, oh my goodness, man. He just stresses you out. Yeah. Just, I mean, like, I can understand why you pick Rager because definitely, with the, definitely concerning. Definitely concerning. But you're but right, dude. This, 
Barnett's in his fourth year too. Rager's a second year player. Barnett is like he's a veteran in the league, bro. He is a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> exactly, brother. Exactly. Like he's not doing, that young bro? fella anymore, man. No, you just... can't be making those. Dude, he wasn't making those mistakes as a young fella. Like it's that's that's just what's crazy. Uh, it started right after, right after like yeah. the Super Bowl year. He was cool, no problem. Yeah, dude. Right after that. Oh, it just got so bad, man. Didn't make sense. He was almost as bad as you think you could count on a Derek Barnett personal foul like you can count on a Jason Peters false start. It was oh like clockwork. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Thank God we didn't have to record during those, dude. Those would make me so I was like, dude, I get it. You're timing the snap, but my god, every game, like you figure something out with the quarterback, you kill him here. Every game, Jason Peters, dude. I'm not gonna get into that. How about how about we get a little bit more positive now? All right, so so this is this is this is a little bit on the other side. This one, this this award is the Mama There Goes That Man, the Breakout Player of the Year. Who are candidates, bro? Hit me with them. Breakout Player of the Year. I mean, of course, you love to hate him. We love to love him. You have to start with that man himself. Number one, Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah. I mean. Of course, the season did not end the way he wanted to. You can make all the comments and have all the concerns you want to have about Jalen, the, the passer. But let it be clear that the reason that the Philadelphia Eagles led the league in rushing, Jalen Hurts played a massive role in that. There's a, like you doing the Jets game when Gardner was playing, and they say, you can see the different type of plays we were running, more split zone instead of inside zone, stuff like that. We were blocking edges instead of leaving them. And they were playing the quarterback completely different. They were playing the run completely different. I mean, granted, it was still kind of successful, but Jalen Hurts was a massive part of our running game, as seen by all the GT counter bash and the different type of the concepts we ran with him. What can you say, man? Like, the kid... The sky's the limit for Jalen Hurts, man. As he said about himself, he has no cap. He There is no limit to his potential. He can be as good as he wants to be as long mm-hmm. as he's willing to put in the work to be that good. And that's the whole thing. He has to be willing to put in that work, especially during the offseason to get the mechanic situation picked out. But there's one thing we just know. this year. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I was just saying, if there's one thing we know about Jalen Hurts is that he's going to put in the work. I mean, that's that's my main yeah. reason for betting on him. I mean, you just – you his personality, he's not going to sit idly by. That's just – that's not him. Mm-hmm. At all. I mean, like I said, he said he has no cap. Mm-hmm. I agree, brother. Like, he, he feels like the sky's really the limit for himself. And, I mean, I personally agree. I mean, there's always something that you can improve on. But the fact that you, like you say, he's always willing to improve on that, gets the work to improve on that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's always willing to somebody to bet on. But just his work this year, man, once they they kind of, like, took some of the pressure off him, took the ball out of his hands a little bit, nonetheless. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. It was pretty efficient to watch, man. I think he finished off inside the top ten for a quarterback. Pete ranked via PFF. Yeah. Like, 
He was pretty solid. He was pretty efficient quarterback. Dude, now, he took of course, a team like I that... said, you could you could look at some of the the stats and say, oh, he didn't vote for this, so he didn't do that. But I mean, you want to talk to me about stats? That's fine. But if you want to talk about victories and a team, a, a player that took a team that was basically the bottom of the division a year before and led exactly. him to a playoff berth in his first year as a full-time starter, something that we was begging that the previous quarterback could do for four years. Like, I mean, at some point, you got to be like, okay, he showed me this. Maybe he's just scratching the surface. You want to be a Maybe stats nerd? Maybe something willing to bank on. Yeah, you know, that boy nice watcher. That boy nice. I know that boy nice. That boy nice. Too bad he exactly. can't win that award. Exactly. I mean, it, full, fully agree, bro. And you're, the last thing you said is, is maybe one of the most significant points. We were the bottom of the division last year. We were picking in the top 10. And the top – we were what? We were six originally? We were literally just outside the top five. Yeah. To, yeah. Six. We were six. And he took us to the playoffs. like. People gotta. We get very greedy in this uh, in this city with our quarterbacks. We need to appreciate what we got. That, that that's that is significant, you know. And you know, there's there's time for upgrades, time for space, and everything. But that boy, nice. And he's he's like you said, he's got no cat. Like I mean, there's there's really no ceiling to what he can do if he if he continues to just put in the work. Because you're right. I mean, you've you've convinced me, especially and. Uh, and, and and coach and just like that you know your mechanics and everything can absolutely just fully change you know your arm strength the quarterback everything you know about that position can just change as long as you can get a handle on your mechanics and and that's something he totally can do um but but did you have any other other uh, candidates yes actually we have Javon Hargrave who burst onto the scene to start to see went kind of quiet to end the year, but that's because, I, I don't know, as Javon got quiet, Fletcher got louder, and that's because the roles reversed instead of double team. Exactly. I was just about to say. Javon. And yeah. it's like, that's the beauty yeah, of he, it. He was definitely a different, yes, he was definitely a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Like, when he had the chance to make into impact plays, especially as a pass rusher, I love defensive tackles that can make impact as a pass rusher. It's so fun. When he had a chance to make plays, man, he like completely three the complete 360 from his first year. Yeah. In Philadelphia. And I mean, I guess that's what happened when you had a uh, have a complete offseason to work with. I mean, he touched on that when he spoke. He's like, he felt great coming into the year, had a full offseason. Last year like, injured too, like right? Was, yeah. Leading up to the season. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Exactly. You're totally right, man. That's a that's a that's a really good one. I, I hadn't I hadn't thought of him. Uh, did you did you have anybody else? And then the breakout guy of the year, of course, last but not least, everyone's favorite Ozzy, Jordan Maialata. I mean, what can you say, man? Like we did all this talking about Landon. Is Dick. he the only Ozzy now? Mean, yeah, he is. No, we got Matisse. Matisse. Matisse is still here. Oh, in Philly, yeah, 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 yeah in Philly. Yeah. yeah, we got rid of that yeah, other bum. Still here. Who? Oh, yeah. What was his name? I don't even know. I don't care. <laughs> anyway. I mean, what can you say about Jordan Mallotta, man? Yeah. Phenomenal. <clears throat> phenomenal. I mean, I feel like you touched on it a lot ago, but 
the fact that we was we've been able to go from Trey Thomas to Jason Peters now to Jordan Mailata, like just terrific span of luck, man. Terrific span of luck. It, mm-hmm. It's an awesome offensive line play. And I mean, credits to Jeff Stoutland for getting them ready. Because I mean, first came over, no one expected this. I mean, this was literally the definition of a project player. And I yeah. mean, you turned so you turned your project player into a premier left tackle. Yes, I will use the term premier because he literally was PFF's number two left tackle in the season. So no doubt. I mean, he you you definitely got something going for yourself. And I mean, just how he operates in the run game. Like I mean, you guys you probably hear a lot about Evan Neal and man. And I mean, Pierre had the chance to tweet this too because like. When you sit really sit and think about it, Evan Neal is about to be possibly the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Evan Neal has a player comp. I mean, like every player has a player comp. And I mean, it was hard as hell. I was I'm still trying to find a player comp for him that's not the one that everyone's picking. But let's be real, it's impossible. When you like six, seven, 360 pounds, there is yeah. only one player in the league that you can be comp to, and that is Jordan Maialata. And yeah. the fact that Jordan Maialata is being the player comp for arguably the number one player in that's crazy. the class from where he came from, like, again, speaks values. Like, mm-hmm. cannot underestimate not only the work that he put in, but the work that was done behind the scenes to get him to this point, man. Yeah. And it's Absolutely definitely on is. full display. Without a doubt. And, and I mean, so he's, he's one of my players as well. I mean, so, so, so going from there and, and, with everything you said, fully agree with everything. Also, just the type of guy he is for the locker room. Like, he has stepped in and become such a vocal and emotional leader for this locker room. Standing with Jalen and carrying him off the field. You know, he really is the heart of that team. And he's got, like, great personality. Excuse me. Great personality. He's, like, a singer. You know, he's just charismatic. He's a great interview. I mean, he's just a great person you know, to have in the locker room and around other people. And it just seems like people really enjoy being around him. And he seems like, uh, just like, uh, uh, just as great of a cornerstone as you can for a, for a franchise moving into a, uh, into a new era. Um, mm-hmm. But then my, uh, my other breakup, I got um, two, two, two young guys. Uh, I'll start with the first one. Go, go, go back to defense. DJ Edwards. I mean, We've been waiting for a linebacker for so long. I thought, you know, Davion might do it. He looked good in his limited time when he played, but he couldn't stay on the field. TJ, it took a while for him to get on the field. It took a while for him to gain the trust of the coaches and, and for them to be like, okay, you can get on the field and, and, and be a starter on every down. They just kind of thought of him as a, as a thumper and, you know, he can only play in the run game. His evolution and, and breakout has been phenomenal. I mean <clears> – <throat> He once he got on the field, took Singleton's position. I mean, he was he, we were able to run so much more of our defense because of his ability and and his understanding of zones and 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 where to sit and and all these little subtle things about the linebacker position. Those those nuances, he does those really well. He might not be the freak athlete, you know that you know maybe Davion is right, and and maybe Davion can catch up one day, but he's not. He's not, he's not that kind of athlete, but, but he's a, he's a ball player, you know, he's got a nose for the ball and he, and he finds it. And, uh, and I think uh, he's going to be 
great for our team next year. Um, and hopefully we can draft a linebacker to, to play alongside him because him along with somebody with a little bit of range, like a, like a, like a, like a Dean or a, or a Muma, right. That's how you say his name. Mama. Mm-hmm. Mama. Yeah. Get one of those guys. I mean, that, that changes the face of your defense right on the inside. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome to think about, especially with JG, another year in his system, exciting stuff. And then my last uh, breakout player is, is probably my favorite. I uh, had a feeling that he was going to have a big season this year, was on the train since the off season last year. Okay. I got to take my way to make this list. It's not, <laughs> it's my it's my other agenda. It's my other agenda. Jay, listen, listen though. If we're talking breakout, Jay Jaw found his position. He's a blocker. Okay. And he <laughs> and he, he caught that first down. Yo, I wish he caught that other one, bro. The dude I mean, said that the dude said it when we were at the game, so we didn't hear it. But when we left the game, I went home and watched the telecast and he was like, Man, what a nice reception by a tight end. J.J. Arcega Whiteside. Oh, my ever God. Ever since then, my fiance would not let it dash. She's like, that's right. He is a tight end. He blocked. She's so right. I'm like, she's yeah. right. He, he needs to just put on a little bit of weight, bro. But, I mean, that, that's, that, that's his next position. That's, that's a, he's just a great blocker. He knows how to, he knows how to have, find good leverage on guys who are bigger than him, too. So, I mean, you know, maybe. Who knows? But, um, but, but, but this player... I mean, I was a fan of him when we drafted him and then wanted him to get ticked all year. Quez, greatest receiver out of Southern Mississippi ever. Don't, have, don't look up who else went there. He's the greatest one ever. doesn't matter who else went there. Um, it's Jerry Rice. But... <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean... This is a Terrell Owens podcast. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Listen, dude, my uncle can't hear that. He's a, he's been a Niners fan since he was a kid. He'll kill me if he, if, if he hears me say anything. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but 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 Quez, I mean, hell of a season, man. I mean, I I still am sick that we didn't score on that uh on, on that oh, ninety no. yarder. That still is the longest longest pass play in the NFL this year. Um, Jalen to it to Quez. Not matter. We just could not score on it. It sucks, but I mean, not only did we not score on the play, we did not score on that draft. What are yeah, you? No, exactly. Doing? That's what I mean. Yeah, the drive. I mean, that's when we pulled out the fake Philly special too. I'm pretty sure, isn't it? Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I was there, dude. I was sitting right above that end zone. It was just so so painful to watch. I mean, my God, I don't want to think about it. But Quez, back back to the van of the uh, of the hour. I mean. He just – he had that breakout season that, that we wanted from Rager. He was able to take the top off the defense. He was able to find, uh, you know, space on intermediate routes and get some yak. His speed is such a tool to be utilized. Like, he has that next gear. We haven't had that guy since Djax. And Djax, in the last contract, played, like, two games, three games, right? Like, I mean, we have a guy who has consistently been there and been able to take the top off the defense. He had uh, – people have been slandering Quez, but he had, like – one of the lowest drop rates in the NFL. I mean, he was catching everything that came his way. Phenomenal everything. catches. The Saints game, everything. he had that crazy everything. catch. Exactly. Like, Quez had, Quez had one hell of a year. And given where he was last year, if you – bro, I remember I uh, my boy T. He, he, hopped on, he hopped on the train after. Tyler hopped on the train after. But I remember – he used to send me the videos of Quez working right in 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 the off season, and I wish his, to bring that up. 
footwork was terrible. My God, terrible, I was like, oh, you, you really were the fast guy forever. You and, remember that uh that scene? I don't remember what show it was from, where they got the uh they got the quarterback dropping back, throwing the ball, and just throwing right, like that. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's like it, it, it looked like, like something so from that, bro. Yeah, it looked like something from that. I'm like, yo, Quiz, you gotta get that fixed, brother. What are you doing? One off season, bro. One off season, and he's. He's losing guys on routes. Last year, he was beating guys off of his speed. And this year, he was winning off of routes. Next year, Shout out to Calvin put the Ridley. two together. Huh? Shout out to Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Right, exactly. That's his, that's his partner. I was just about to mention that. I mean, that that is some incredible growth in, in one year. And, and, and that just shows that we really found a gem, I think. I think we got him in like the fifth or sixth round, right? Or was he the seventh rounder? I know he was the last one. We took we took Hightower. Uh, oh, it was Hightower the fifth rounder, and he. Was I, think rounder. Was I think Hightower was the fifth rounder. Yeah, I think I think Quez was the last receiver we took, and he ended up being the best receiver from that class. Um, but but that's got to be my guy. But I think uh, if he was on both of our lists, then then we got to give it to, to 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 the Aussie. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, yeah. sir. You gotta give it to the Aussie man. Damn, Jalen, I tried to get you an award somewhere in here, man. I know, I know. I wanted it next year. Next year, he's gonna win this award. The P. Uh, no, is it you? Is it your turn to introduce the award? Or is it mine? Yes, sir. And it's time for the moment that we all have been waiting for. <laughs> I knew the season was late. But we still won it because he was a gremlin. We got P's and Q's Super Gremlin of the Year. KTB, back to wide open. <laughs> this is basically the team MVP, Player mm-hmm. of the Year, the guy that you you just knew once the season was over. That was the best player on this team this season, and I feel like I really didn't give this much of a thought. So mm-hmm. in this award, I thought of one player, and I mean, how fitting is called the Super Gremlin because he is such a Super Gremlin himself. I mean, Pro Football Focus is number one corner in terms. Yeah, of we're talking about the same person. Coverage. As soon as you said I Super mean, Gremlin, I was like, oh, we're talking about the same person. Yeah, he, yeah, he, 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 he just have to give it to Darius. Have man. to. Clearly, There's no way you clearly can. the best player on the team this yes. year, man. Yes, like one hundred percent. First of all, he got so many. I literally saw somewhere it was like. I think he had like one career touchdown in his whole career. In his Detroit. whole career, and he had two in a two weeks span. What was it? Two or three? Three, oh bro. He just cannot <laughs> get away from the end zone. He is amazing. The one against him, that Carolina, the scoop and score, where he just running away. He like, oh, I knew I was going crazy. School. It was all fat people on the field. <laughs> that was so funny, bro. I me crying, you are bro. Yes, yeah. Yes, I mean, what a what a year! Just like we've been asking for a number one receiver for so long, for. we've been begging for the corner. I mean, like in my time as an Eagles fan, bro, the amount of times a corner has broken my heart, I can't even count it. Like, just like, just 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 stay there. Don't bite on the double move, Jalen. You don't have to. I promise. We got the guy who could bite on it, recover, do whatever. Playlist like. For real, dude. Like when I, when I was young, I was I was spoiled. I was spoiled, brother. Bobby Taylor, Troy mm-hmm. Vincent, mm-hmm. Lito Shepard, Sheldon Brown. 
it was like galore, a super luxury, like go from on and on and on. Hell, Asante Samuels after that, like you want it, you got it. We just was elite cornerback. It player. got so dark. It got so dark. Ooh. Byron Maxwell. Please don't bring him up. <laughs> I still have nightmares about that Julio Jones game. And he just Dude. sit on the sideline, like, drinking his old water. Like, he got his hands on his hip. Bro. I'm like, bro, <laughs> we just paid you for this not to happen. Bro, we traded him. Then I had to deal with him on my second team. We traded him to the Dolphins. What am I supposed to do? I literally could not get away from the guy, bro. He was in my nightmares for years. And it was all because we had to pay him. Dude, I mean, we all kind of knew. We were like, I don't know if this guy is going to be that good. Like, he was in the Legion of Boom, but he wasn't even the good one. We were all right. <laughs> like, all off-season. All off-season, bro. I'm sitting here like, man, to hell with him. We need to sign Walter Thurman. Long and behold, we signed him. He retired on us, but still. That was I mean, a hell yeah, of a pickup, though. He played, so well as, hey. he played so well at safety. I mean, I, was, I just remember he had that crazy pick where he, like, came over all the way across the field. I forget it was on. I just remember, oh, Walter Thurman. I was, oh, that, was my, that was my Legion of Boom guy. Y'all could have had the Shermans and the Cams and the, the uh, ETs. I was like, I like Walter Thurman. He's good. Yeah. I don't know about that Maxwell guy, but Thurman's good. I used to play Madden and bitch Maxwell for Thurman. Like, <laughs> that was my guy. But Yeah, dude, Maxwell was something else. Thank you, Lord, for Slay. I mean, like, it's been so long, and we are so, so lucky to have him back. And now we're going to take another corner. He's going to learn underneath him, and it's just going to it's, it's, it's just gonna start a beautiful, beautiful train of just amazing corners in – in Philadelphia again. I was literally just about to say, you got people over here talking about the Cowboys ending up with Dean or Lloyd. Like, Lord, I see what you do for others. <laughs> send us another cornerback then. If you're going to let them get them, I don't care if you send us another They can have the good linebackers. Let us get the two corners. That I would, that'd be so sweet, bro. Just lock down corners in Philly, please. Sign me up. Oh, my it's goodness. Been too long. Man, it's been so long. They used to be our bread and butter. Then you had Brian Dawkins over. Oh, my goodness. It's all right, because we about to get, go draft a cornerback, and then we're going to mm-hmm. sign Quandre Diggs, so we're going to have Diggs and Slay back and together. Slay back together. Cornerback. And it's going to get yeah. crazy out yeah. there. I love it. I love it. Anyways, brother, I mean, that was, that, was, that was masterful. The last one, we both had the only candidate, the same one. I mean, talk about a unanimous MVP. I mean, you had to do no convincing unanimous. there. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Best player on the team. And uh, hell of a signing by how a hell, hell of a trade by Howie too. I mean, kind of doubtful about it last year going to last year. I was very doubtful to be honest, especially after his last year. But man, I couldn't have been more wrong. Had one hell oh, of a there year. Was never anything to doubt about him. He, you could tell he was an elite cornerback. He didn't play yeah. bad last year. He had. Bad I just didn't know, bro. Two high quality wide receivers. Oh yeah, and and not he, just he about was that. like he's washed. He sucks, and I'm like, yeah. Y'all see DK Metcalf? Yeah, no. I I saw somebody say they would trade a first-round pick for DK today. I mean, get out of here, please. I'm not trading a first-round pick for DK Metcalf. Like, DK Metcalf wasn't even a first-round pick. That's what I'm DK saying, DK. dude. I, if you want DK, just go get Burks. That is a hell of a comp. I heard somebody say that the other day. 
Um, I'll be interested to see if Burks runs the three cone and stuff like that. Yeah. Because that was actually what was the reason that DK, DK failed, fell because he decided yeah. to run those. And now everybody was like, so well, can he run a route? What is this? He can't even run the three cone. Yeah. Lo and behold. I mean, it granted, as I always say, Location always helps. He went to a team that don't ask him to do nothing but one post and slant. So, yeah, that's what exactly. he was good at. Yep, exactly. Anyways, um, you got anything else to say, bro? Or uh, shall we wrap it up? We so lovely and appreciate you guys for attending the first annual P's and Q's podcast, man. We hope to have so many more of these. We hope for the next one to be probably right around the same time next year but hopefully we're coming off Super Bowl championship. Hopefully. We definitely are. Come on now. <laughs> Hell, the Bengals made a Super Bowl. They just had the first pick last year. Not last year, but two years ago. It's possible, man. Who knows? Who knows? But as long as you do not trade for Russell Wilson, y'all. Please. No. Do not mortgage your future for a quarterback on the wrong side of 30. Like, way starting to be like, just oh god, listen. The Harden trade, we had to do it, we had no choice, but we already got one star over 30. We don't need more, please. I keep don't seeing people talking about some, it was Britain, we got to get both of them. And I'm like, no, it was Britain to get one of them because we had yeah. a superstar already who's like 27. Gotta get him some help. Eagles yeah. ain't got no superstar, exactly. Exactly. We're in our championship window, they're doing what they need to. Eagles are not yet. We'll cover that next week, though. Devontae but, Smith will be one next year, though. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next year, definitely. This year, I'm not saying he was. Next year, there's no doubt in my mind. He's putting the league on notice. But for uh, Quell and I, thank you, everybody, for your time. Really appreciate you, as you mentioned. Uh, be sure to listen, review, subscribe, re-listen. Give us all the views possible. Always go on your family members' phones. Subscribe. Every subscription helps. <clears throat> Comment. Uh, tweeted us and, uh, and and we'll tweet out these awards. Uh, let us know who you think should have won and uh, and if you think we're on the right track. And uh, be sure to look out for uh, Quell's big board soon and in uh, my mock draft. Thanks everybody. Go birds. Go birds.